I'm Sharon Hayden, an artist from Screenplay, and we've been awarded funding from the Heritage Lottery Fund to create an app as an audio trail and guide around Thorcombe Woods up to Hardy's Cottage. And Hardy's Cottage is Hardy's birthplace, and he spent a lot of time walking through these woods and set these some of his stories, Return of the Native, Under the Greenwood Tree, in Thorncombe Woods, walked along the Roman Road, up to the Rushy Pond, and of course his home is here. And due to isolation and the COVID-19 pandemic, we can't do workshops with artists and musicians and different groups that we were going to work with. So instead we're creating a blog, a weekly walk around Thorncombe, and marking the time with what we see, what's evolving and how it feels being here at that time. So we're going to upload every week a blog with um, an audio talk and some photographs. Hope you enjoy being here with us. We're here in Thorncombe Woods. I was just going to sit on this tree stump as I did, can you hear it's starting to give way? And I think it's a tree stump of a holly. And holly is the tree for June. And here we are at the beginning of June. And June's the time when everything's really lush. So I've moved from the holly tree stump and I'm going to stand under this chestnut which is leaning to the side and has a canopy of lovely leaves creating different shadows. And there's a canopy around us of leaves that are really vibrant green. And that's what you get in June. We're getting the full emergence of all the flowers and the leaves. And we're getting long days, longer days. I don't know if you've noticed the days are really long and bright, really light at night time. So I'm just going to read a bit from Ian Siddons Higginworth's book, Environmental Arts Therapy and the Tree of Life. And it's about June. And in the Celtic calendar, June is associated with fire. Fire. As the days continue to grow longer and warmer, the sunshine and rain work together to weave a rich and vibrant blanket of wilderness across the land. If we are lucky, the innocent warmth of the spring is replaced by hot and balmy sunny days. But June is often wet and cloudy too, and the forests thrive on all this water. The meadows and hillsides become jungles in their own right, lush with flowers, insects and wildlife. The ponds and streams come alive with water beetles, frogs and dragonflies. The chorus of birds is swollen by the arrival of the summer visitors, like the cuckoo, the house martin and the wild goose. The power that has been growing within the land is suddenly evident all around us. Summer has come. So for us, it's a time to grab hold of that power and to feel strong to take the power from the land and put that inside us. And by coming out, there's a lovely bird, a chiff chaff. So by coming outside into this woodland, 
we're feeding ourselves, we're feeding our inner selves and giving us strength that we get from all this vibrant green around us. The smells, the textures, the sounds and the sight around us. And I'm trying to bring you a bit of that while we're out here in Thonken Woods. We're walking along the Roman road in the middle of the woods. On our right, we've got huge redwoods. Don't know how come they came to be here. And on the left, some pine trees and holly, silver birches. What bird's that, Alistair? Wheel, wheel. Well, we did see some long-tailed tits and we've heard lots of chiff-chaffs, but I don't know what that one is. Quite a lot of birds about today. It's really lovely, isn't it? I mean, it started in lockdown with them being so loud, but now it seems there's so many birds. And if you're lucky, you might hear the odd bee fly past. So the Roman road went straight through this woods and Thomas Hardy was brought along this road with his mother and they often walked along here to visit his aunt who lived in Puddletown and that's the direction the Roman road goes in. He recalls one particular time in his, in his stories, when he's retelling his stories, of... Um, carrying cabbage nets and pulling the nets over his face to scare his aunt when they arrived at the house. So they would have walked along this road and then up onto the heath, which is quite high, and then over the heath and down to the across to the forest, Puddletown Forest, and through the forest to Puddletown, which is a, a fair old walk. I think Hardy was used to walking a lot. He walked to school every day um, to Dorchester, which is probably a good four miles. I th yeah, three or four, isn't it? We've just come to the top of the hill up the Roman road and just had something really exciting. Saw two grass snakes. It's the first time I've ever seen a grass snake. And the second one had something in its mouth which looked like a newt. Well, now a few people have come and there's a dog going in and out, so probably hiding away from them. But I don't know, what is it? What is it so fascinating about seeing something like a grass snake? You know, these creatures are all around us. What is it that's so fascinating about it? Just the fact that they're wild animals. It's a snake. It's in the pond. It's, it's wriggling across the pond with its head sticking up in the air. Mm. And in the case of the second one, with something about a couple of inches long and black in its mouth must be a newt um, hopefully not a great crested newt because um, there is at least one great crested newt in this pond because one of the rangers found it the other day um, which is both good news and bad news it means that nobody can go pond dipping even the rangers can't anymore because they're such a rare and protected species um, but hopefully uh, that'll be well tucked out of the way and it'll just be a normal palmate newt that uh, the snake, well there'll be loads of those in this pond that the snake would catch nice little snack it's lunchtime. <laughs> yeah it's lunchtime. there's a really serene lovely still place here 
Because it's a pond and the water's very still, I mean, it has dried up quite a bit near the edges. I've actually never seen it so small. It's just a muddy little pond, but it's just full of life. And people love it up here, so there's nearly always a few people up here. There's very often a dog splashing around in the pond, which is probably what frightened the snakes over towards us. Hmm. A few weeks later, I've come back to the pond on a rainy July day with our Mr Hardy, Rod Drew, to record some poems. And we're just looking out over the water underneath the oak tree. And um, we could do with a drop of rain, actually, because the pond's pretty low, isn't it? But um, Rod's going to read another one of Hardy's poems. And this one's called... Weathers. This is the weather the cuckoo likes, and so do I. When showers betumble the chestnut spikes, and nestlings fly. And the little brown nightingale bills his best... And they sit outside at the traveller's rest, and maids come forth sprig muslin dressed, and citizens dream of the south and west, and so do I. This is the weather the shepherd shuns, and so do I, when beeches drip in browns and duns, and thresh and ply, and hill-hid tides throb throw on throw and meadow rivulets overflow and drops on gate bars hang in a row and rooks in families homeward go and so do I that was lovely and as you started reading a young male blackbird just came down parked itself right next to us and uh, Enjoyed the poetry, we hope. <laughs> Gracious. That was lovely. It's still here. <laughs>